well, I've just woke up at funnily enough five around five thirty-five. I've just had the maddest dream, but I've kind of just realised what everything's about, what's going on, like what we mind, my mind needs, and what I think reality means to me, which is fucking strange, isn't it? When someone thinks and or knows what fucking reality is. Everyone seems dead fucking confused. Like I was out with my mate last night. And he was saying how he's confused. He's got ADHD and all this shit. Probably doesn't help doing loads of meth, going to like fetish nights and having orgies, you know. You kind of lose your grip on morality a bit. I would imagine. But he doesn't believe in God, so like whatever. You know, anything goes when it's like that, ain't it? all that shit. And this is the guy I'm supposed to be moving in with. I'm supposed to be moving a flat with him. And he's cool. I love him to bits. He's like, I've known him for years, but... He, and he's funny. But, man. Like, he's got no filter. Like, we're on the train, and he's, he just talks dead loud like he's shouting. Don't know why he does it. And he swears all the time. He says, fucking all time and you know on the train with all these like old people and I'm thinking okay they don't know what fucking means okay the type but still he's dead loud and everyone's looking I'm just like fuck like mortified not here to... and then I'm thinking at the time oh fuck it he's been made I haven't seen him for ages it'd be cool like but I'm just thinking like Long term, man, I think it drives me nuts. But I've just walked out now, just on my balcony. I'm looking up, and the stars is like a perfect pyramid. The stars, of course. But the dream I had, like, fucking hell. Like, the dream led me to like, the realization of what's going on. Because I said to like Lacey, like my mate, and I kind of like beat around the bush a bit. But it's like almost like some of my soul's missing. I don't know what is going on. But I had this really elaborate dream where I was, I've already talked about this and I've had loads of things to, like, to try and like confirm it with my phone and stuff but it was almost like I was Dougie in Twin Peaks well I was Dougie in Twin Peaks and I'd go around and like things just work out so like one of the things was I've got a good mate boy and we set out like we uh, we like I lease some tracks for like a uh, a TV series. It was called The Boys. I think it must have been the same series. And um, like it got really big and I found out that my tunes, like I produced the music but I put them out as me and my mate. But I, I just said to me mate like we're, we're sorted for life. Like we've made it. Like, the music that we made, 
has been um, signed to a TV show, and like it's been, um, you know, we're going to get royalties for the rest of our life, and the royalties are fat because it's been promoted and released worldwide. So, we had this music, but I don't know what it's called. Um, there is a name for it. Licensed, I think. It's this TV series. And it just set us up for life. Even though it was just my shit, I wasn't bothered. It was like, for me and my brother, do you know what I mean? Like, we could do, finally do what we wanted to do. And... We were free, and and there was like this other guy who looked a bit like the guy in The Sopranos. And for me, he was a bit like my dad, like the guy in The Sopranos with the grey hair. It was like him, but he was like a boxer or something. But oh no, that was a bit later. After that, I was like going around to all the. I went to this village in Cambodia or something like that. And I was walking through this town, and then I saw this like. It looked like an actress that I knew, like that. That like. Puerto Rican or like South American, Mexican or whatever actress, I forget her name. She was in, um, what was she in? She's been in loads of films. Uh, she looks a bit like that one who was in oh, that vampire film with Quentin Tarantino. I forget the name of it now. She's been in loads. Super fit, proper hot, uh, dark hair, like some Mexican man, but can't think of a name. Anyway, I saw her and I was like, do I know you? Like, are you famous or something? And I got talking to her and then she asked me who I was. And like, the first thing that came to me was I'm here because they think I'm here because I'm a very uh, I said to her I goes do you believe in reincarnation and she says yeah and I was like well I'm a very 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 old king like <laughs> dead dead pan serious and then we ate it off and then we went on some like train thing or something and I had like a it was like a gorilla for a friend it was mad probably lazy because he's dead early anyway like this fight kicked off on this like train or boat or something and the, the gorilla kicked shit out of everybody and then it was all settled and we got off and then I'm with like this guy who looks like I think his name's Paulie, and he's not a uh, 
crown house. And he's an ex-boxer, so I'm like trying to fix him to go on this like radio show or something. And I tell him that he's like the rewards part for him as well. Like we're all like us three, we're all in on it. Like this uh, you know, licensing gig thing with the music. It's like, you know, you can be in the band too. And like this other dude who works at the radio station, he thought he was going to be in on it as well, but he was he was like a he was like a con man. So anyway got led in a car with some like a family because no one knew why I was in this town and I was at one point I was walking with like a wallet with a chain and I was being directed and I went I was coming up to this church and I heard someone say oh you can't go in that can't go in the church and do that and then I carried on walking thinking I'm not walking in with a chain they're gonna think like I'm gonna attack someone and then someone pointed me to another door so I went in the side door, and when I went in, I just put the chain down by the door, and walked in. And then I was in there, and everyone was freaking out because I'm in the church, like, no one can understand why I'm in the church. Just like what I did around Europe, it was mad. It was freaking people out. No one can understand what's going on because I was off script. It was mad. So, kind of feels like what's going on. Anyway. I'm in the car with this family. And I was just doing like a doggy from Twin Peaks. I was like, so they're all they're talking to me and I'm just looking out the window and I'm looking up and I can see this like shells of like medicine and like medical stuff and they were looking like oh my god you found it okay we can get some of that and then we carried on and there was like I was looking at a car park to the left and I was like oh that's where there's loads of like white higher cars and I just said car like that and this guy's like, oh, yeah, we could get a car from that. Okay, thanks, thanks, Dougie, and all that. Like, and I said something else. And then we get to the exit, pulls off. And then... Okay, still recording. And then... Uh, we get off and then we're talking to these like radio hosts about like the music asking like do you mind that you don't like the show like I don't give a fuck like I don't care and uh, who was there like that Anthony Opie was there no Anthony call me Cumin was there and he was like talking but anyway this guy who was like poorly from uh, the Sopranos he just went off on one like as though he was the boxer and he was like and he just talked this uh, 
DJ jockey, radio jockey that like you need to fucking play this tune, you need to do this. And he just took, he just sorted it all out. It was mad. It was like everything was like fell into place. Like it was all meant to be. Like the universe was fixing it, just like in Twin Peaks when he goes to the uh, gambling uh, casino. Felt just like that. Anyway, so I woke up and straight away I was like, oh, I know what's going on. My mind's woken up. Chessboard. Like, you know what I mean? Chatmate. Like, it all came to me. So I'm playing. On my, with my phone doing the usual thing and I was getting the answers which is I woke up I got the knowledge I'm aware I'm conscious and none of this is about like me getting land in a house I don't care for a land in a house I'm not really that bothered it's not about me getting money because I'm not asked about getting money. It's the fact that I need a fucking farm. And I need land. And I need a home. And I need money. Because what I've got to do. What I need. And what I want. Is what my soul wants. Is. I want my cat back. My cat Alan. It's my fucking cat. I've wondered what the fuck this is all about. That cat that's got this cat called Alan. I even set him up an Instagram page. He's funny as fuck. I love that cat. Like, there was some connection with me, me and that cat. He was like, that's my soul, mate. That's my cat. That's part of my soul and that cat. I know it is. He's like, a bit like um, that story of the what's it called Epic of Gilgamesh but that's my cat I know it is I love that cat I've had to give that cat up because I couldn't survive being homeless with him and I needed him to be safe so I had to cut some of his ear off so that my ex would take him and think that I was crazy. So that he would have like a garden at home because all I wanted was a garden for him. I prayed all the time, written it down. Law of attraction, I wrote it down. It wasn't about me. I just wanted Alan to have a garden. That's all I wanted. That's what all this is about. I know it is. That's why I feel so lost. That's why I gone on like some pilgrimage for my soul to find God because I've been completely lost and I, I looked at my email today that I sent the ex for Christmas I said a dead night email I just you know what I'm gonna read it now so you can just hear what I wrote in the message proper nice message hang on let's have a reading this is what I wrote to my ex. Now tell me if this is unreasonable. Tell me if this is a crazy man. 
He's being mean. Right, this is what I wrote. I put, Merry Christmas. I really miss Alan. A picture would be great. Uh, no, a picture would be the best gift. I've written some notes for you. Yesterday was a lonely day. And not seeing Alan nearly broke me. Life's too short for this. Listen to the lyrics and read at the same time. Odd how they always in, are in sync with what's written. Hope you and the kids are good. Kiss. And when I say kids, I mean a cat. Alan and Pish. And she didn't reply to that. She didn't send me a fucking photo. Tell me that it's not cruel as shit. Tell me there's not something wrong with that. She knows how much I love that cat. And the weird thing is, I hated cats before. I never wanted a cat. I was always a dog person. But as soon as I got that little fluff ball, Alan, I knew straight away I was in love with that cat. Like, he'd, he'd fall asleep straight away on my chest. And the whole, the whole time we were together, he'd just always get on my chest and we'd always lie down together. It was my cat. Just like you see in the Egyptian tombs and all that, and the cat. And the cat facing east, the sphinx, all that shit, it's all connected. I know it is. This is like an ancient fucking story, this is. I know it is. The sphinx faced in east, and I'm in the east. It's like sitting there looking out to the east, waiting for its own to come back. I'm telling you, man, there's some connection with Alan. I know it is. And this has been fucking going on and on and on for, for ages, way too long. I want a cat back. This time, I'm getting a cat back. So, what I'm going to do, the plan is, go Vietnam for a bit. With Lacey, put up with it, put up with the shit, put up with being loud, all that. Network, meet some people. Figure out a way of making a shit ton of money working online. Find somewhere, work, do a work away. Somewhere in Europe. Make friends with the people who own the farm and the land. Buy some land off them. Invest or build on it or they'll give me the land because the one of them is going to die or something like that. And I will inherit the land. Something will work out because I'm very, very lucky. I'll get a home and I'll get some land by some miracle of God. Then I'm going to go back to England. I'm going to go wherever my ex is. I'm going to confront and then get my cat back, which will mean me facing the boyfriend she's with now, which just happens to be 666. I'm going to look him straight in the eye. I'm going to say, look, motherfucker, it's my cat. If you get in your way, I will literally kill you. I will knock you the fuck out. Stay out of my fucking way. Give me my cat back. Okay. Now, James might be my brother in a mad way. Like, the epic illness. It might be just the case that I've got a little... Let's have a little wrestle with him. And just pull him on the floor and pull his fucking out. Whatever it takes. That cat is my cat. I'm going to go back. I'm going to tell my ex. That's my cat. I want him back. It's not your cat. Give me my cat. I'm taking a cat. Then I'm going back to the farm with a house with my new friends. 
I don't care about the new fans. They can just live wherever they want near the farm. What I do care about is getting that cat back and just growing old with that cat on a farm. Some land. That's my life mission. That's what I've got to do. That's how I'm going to change this fucking script. Fuck this. I'm not going through every fucking lifetime over and over again, losing everything I've got, including that cat. Don't care about everything else. The only thing I care about is that cat. Humans, I really couldn't give a shit for most of them let you down. I've realised that all my life. One thing I do know is that cat loved me and I love that cat. And 